listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Get 20% off and free shipping with code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve V. So happy. This is episode 208 to be alongside my two favorite people, my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Lincoln, how are you doing? In I'm New York doing awesome. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? Pretty good. I was telling you offline, I just spent a couple days in upstate New York and boy, a couple days away, breathing in fresh air, looking at the stars <laughs> is so refreshing. And by the way, Grinder works great up there in Scruff. Good so <laughs> yeah, I was look, checking out a guy who in a picture who had sunglasses on and turns out it was my friend Clark. <laughs> Oops, I oh, said his name. Funny. It doesn't really matter, but <laughs> yeah, I know. I was checking him out and he's like, hey, Steve. <laughs> always funny when that happens. Um, I always love to read a little note when people write into us and Sunday October 11th was national coming out day and I thought I'd just read this note he writes um dear Steve I'm a recently out gay man aged 60 having been married with kids most of my adult life there came a time when my sexual identity could not be hidden any longer my family are furiously angry not with my sexuality one of my sons is gay and has been out since his very early teens, but with my hiding it from them for so long. However, it's more complicated than that, of course. Anyways, as sort of a enculturation to the gay world, I've been listening to several podcasts of which yours are some of the finest. I'm normally, he's impressed by um, our humor and the way um, myself and my co-hosts, you guys, explore some very difficult topics. You aren't scared to shy away from hard discussions, and I always feel both refreshed and a bit more knowledgeable after listening to you. Awesome. He's writing to us from Melbourne, Australia. Well, wow. Very cool. Wow, nice. And it came the week of uh, National Coming Out Day. And I just say it's never too late to come out at 60 or whenever. I don't know. Do you guys agree? I completely agree. Whenever you're ready and the time is right, that's the best option. And come out at the speed and the rate and the way that you want to. There's no right or wrong way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Um, did you guys watch? Do you guys watch SNL these days, Saturday Night Live? I watched the season premiere. I haven't watched this last one yet. Well, this weekend featured comedian Bill Burr. He's been on a few different shows. Um, he's kind of being slammed, and I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, so he talked a lot. He's kind of got that humor that's just in your face. He's mm -hmm. He uses a lot of like his being a white 
straight man and against the world type of humor. He often, in his monologue, threw himself under the bus. I actually thought he was quite funny and checked myself when he got to the gay issues. Um, the month he he essentially made fun of gays a little bit, suggesting that their struggle, our struggle, has been nothing like um, black people. He goes, quote, the month of June is Gay Pride Month. That's a little long, don't you think, for a group of people that were never enslaved, Burr said. How did they get all of June? The black people were actually enslaved, he says. They get February. So he says, so they get 28 days of overcast weather. How about you hook them up with July? These are, well, then he says, these are equator people. Um, As you can imagine, and then he said, why not make it July? Because then if you're black and gay, you get two months. (laughs) Ha ha. Anyway, (laughs) um, Jeremy, I don't know. I'll tell you what I thought in a minute. I actually watched the whole thing. But Jeremy, do you think that this kind of humor is just further becomes divisive and I, I dare I say crosses a line, especially coming from a straight white man? Yeah, I definitely do. I'm I mean, I personally don't let shit like that get to me. And I I I definitely have a voice and an opinion, but I just don't let it bother me. But it's kind of stupid humor. And I mean it's right. definitely a an ignorant comment in my opinion, but I, it doesn't bother me one bit. Like it doesn't affect me. It's just kind of dumb to say, and I don't agree, but yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln, do you think that do you agree with Jeremy or do you think that, you know, with cancel culture being such a thing right now, we're so quick to cancel everybody out. Everybody is on nerve right now with the world's falling apart and we're all a little sensitive. Do you think that we might be too quick to call somebody out like that? Or do you agree more with Jeremy? Well, I don't really think it's too quick because it's offensive and not funny. So I, I don't, is that, I don't, I'm not canceling him. That's just not that interesting to me. Um, also just so you guys know, October is actually gay pride month. October was when the first LBG marches happened in Washington and it is when national coming out day is. So that was the original gay pride month. You know, it it got taken over in June by Stonewall when the riots happened. So if you're going to be an asshole and be funny about gay people, at least get your facts right. That's just my first opinion. And also, I think know your audience. From what I've heard about this guy, and again, I haven't watched him on Saturday Night Live. He was almost tame on Saturday Night Live compared to his normal shtick, which in this day and age, Chris Rock is a great host. This guy, to me, is questionable. I agree with you. Those are my big points. (laughs) Your first point, I have to agree with you because, yeah, I know we say Gay Pride Month here in, what, New York and in general and in San Francisco. But these days, Gay Pride, if you're going to be really... Well, it's the LGBT month, I guess. I guess that's... Yeah, it is, actually. That's the differentiation. And it's true. Yeah. And And it is celebrated around the world at different, I mean, Atlanta, which we'll talk about in a little bit, just had theirs in, I believe, August or September. I can't remember which one, but it was September, I believe. So, you know, people are nowadays 
celebrating gay pride throughout the year, particularly when in warmer climates and they, you know, we're, we have much more of a visible presence, which goes on to my other point, which it watching it live, I had to check myself because I know part of a comedian's job is to kind of shock people a little bit and to do your thing. And I think that sometimes, you know, their job is to sort of be shocking and say provocative things. The difference is, and I'm not, is when you're a white straight man, everything is different to you. So jokes about women, anybody of color, LGBTQ, and the more a white person makes anything other, it seems dated to me now and doesn't yeah. really work so much because now, in, I, you know, for crying out loud, LGBTQ plus, we keep adding to the acronym. I just think that we're our present, we can get married, that we're having kids, on and on and on. We're on TV. We have a lot more work to do. But I just think, you know, when a white straight man talks about other communities, it's just, to me, kind of falls flat. And it just goes back to the white straight man syndrome that I think enough of or you know find a new shtick yeah Mm -hmm. and also the question is who's laughing at that yeah you know like who finds that funny I don't know and where is that humor coming from I don't know (laughs) that's just my moving on we couldn't not talk about a recent stories that are blowing up all of the gay press and it has to do with Atlanta pride which i believe was a couple months ago and it struck me when i started seeing that i thought they were going to talk about well they were talking about parties that occurred extra parties that were happening with crowds and crowds of people at clubs wearing not practicing social distancing not wearing masks and i remember thinking when i had a guest dj dan de leon on one of the shows talking about going out there and djing and he said that you know he thought that they were going to encourage people to wear masks and socially distance he of course was going to be in his dj booth safe and sound for the most part in a mm-hmm. spinning at an outdoor tea time event so i think he was cool but i was wondering when are we going to hear the backlash well here you go so unfortunately the headline is a man dies at unofficial so and i need to make that clear unofficial atlanta pride party criticized as unsafe. I'll just read you a little bit. A man died after attending an unofficial party on Atlanta Pride weekend. Um, WXIA-TV, an NBC affiliate in Atlanta, reported this, that an unidentified man was pronounced dead Sunday around 8 a.m. at Piedmont Hospital, and emergency workers had attempted to resuscitate the man who was who found they found the, the guy unconscious at Club BJ Roosters. He had passed out in the venue's basement space called Zion in a basement Ugh. earlier in the morning after consuming ecstasy, said his partner. Atlanta police found no signs of foul play, but an investigation is ongoing. And, you know, the event was held Sunday morning, like I said, at Zion from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., it was a gay circuit party thrown by Georgia Boy Events. 
The group had organized several unofficial events during Atlanta Pride Weekend, including a Saturday night party at the Underground Atlanta Mall with Danny Verde and an event at District Atlanta with Nina Flowers. So, wow, it goes on and on. Uh, they do say a little bit later in the story that it, they didn't really have, you know, I know, Lincoln, you've gone to a lot of parties in the in the past, like myself, circuit parties, and oftentimes they'll have sort of a medic center on hand, I think because they didn't have that at this event. So it took a while for the EMTs to get to this event. So the guy who passed out in the basement, who ultimately died taking ecstasy, it took a while for them to obviously call the EMTs. I think it was 30 minutes or more for them to actually get to the venue, to get to him. And by that time they got to him, he was already pronounced dead. Well, I just think that that happens when an event is happening like this after hours, not a, not practicing medical guidelines that we should be. They're, of course, they're not going to have a medic center. And then we go to these events as gays, putting ourselves at risk, and then take drugs on top of that with in a basement. I don't know. I think... I don't know. What were your, I'll start with you, Jeremy. I mean, do you think that, you know, um, what was your first thoughts when you, when you heard this? I mean, I'm kind of shocked and it's definitely a sad way to go. And I'm, I think that like we talked about in previous episodes, I think people can't stay inside any longer or won't. And I think right there is a perfect example of like where a, a large gathering and I guess something that would typically have happened in the past, like getting together for a circuit party and using extracurricular uh, substances would normally take place, but I guess in a different setting at a different time. And I'm assuming that maybe everyone just felt too cooped up and like had to go party or let me ask you this jeremy do you blame more the promoters who put these big events on or the actual gay guys that go to it and I fall would, prey to like a double-edged sword i would say both i mean i think it takes two to tango and i think the promoter made the choice to have the event and the person who goes makes the choice to go i, I mean, agree you could easily stay home and you choose not to so yeah, I mean, Lincoln, do you agree? I mean, with everything we know about super <clears throat> spreader events, that's become like the phrase, right? Super spreader events. Yeah. And this, now it's come into our community. And we like to report on these because it's our community. And I've been to circuit parties. I know you have Lincoln. There's a lot of stuff going on. What's your thoughts just when you hear all this and well, and then somebody had to die over it? Well, I have a lot of questions about it. I don't just, you know what I mean? My opinion is kind of nothing until more answers come about. Because first of all, we should not all be going into a room and being in a super spreader event. Like it's if it's a circuit party or a big dance party, those have to be outside. People have to be six feet from each other. Everyone should be wearing a mask the whole time. So that seems ridiculous. So anyone who planned to throw the party is responsible. Anyone who bought a ticket for it is responsible. So that's it for the COVID aspect of it. Then you do the second layer, which is we've all been 
cooped up in our home for three, six, you know, five months. So if you're going to go to a party like that, you might drink too much. You might do a little too much ecstasy or something else. I, I personally, I do not know. I'm not a doctor. I was not there. I don't know his boyfriend or him. But doing one hit of ecstasy usually doesn't kill somebody. So was there G involved? Was what did he do two hits? Where did he get the Was he dehydrated? From? Was he dehydrated? Was he so, you know, let's keep going, let's keep going, it's gonna be fun. We're finally out, we're finally celebrating. If we're gonna be here, let's go full throttle. So then there's that aspect of it. And then something that I've brought up with you guys before early on in this COVID thing is we see photos of people in Fire Island getting together or out in Hell's Kitchen getting together and everyone's screaming about them, but we don't remember that they're inebriated. So they're forgetting, oh, we're not six feet anymore. Oh, I'm not wearing my mask anymore. And now you're doing this in a circuit event. Listen, there is nobody on this planet that wants to go and do a hit of ecstasy and get up on a box and dance for five hours. I want to do that more than anything in the world. I want to dance and blow off some steam and say hi to a million people that I haven't seen in a year or six months. But look at the consequences that you're going to go through on many, 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 many levels. Maybe this ecstasy he bought five months ago and still had it hanging out and said, oh, I'm going to bring it to a party and do it. And it turned on him. Who knows? But it just, the whole thing just reeks of being irresponsible. And we just need to be a little bit more patient. We just need to take our time and slowly get back into doing the things that we loved doing in a smart, efficient, and effective way that we don't hurt others and we don't hurt ourselves. And my heart completely goes out to his boyfriend and everyone who knew him, let alone anyone who went to that party. Because if you guys have ever went to a party where someone falls out, yeah, it's a sting to the night and a sting to the event for a long time. And that's not what it's about. No, I'm going to throw another wrench that goes alongside this story. RuPaul's Drag Race alum, Detox, is defending her decision to work at one of these circuit parties, which was held over Atlanta Pride Weekend. So after, uh, this is Queerty, after receiving criticism for booking a gig at a gay bar called The District, Detox took to Twitter on Saturday to say she was sick and tired of having to defend herself for simply accepting work. And she writes... I am sick of feeling the need to defend myself because of the actions of others. I have been unemployed for seven months, as many of us have, and have a lot of bills and have had zero government assistance. I would rather not be putting myself at risk in order to survive, but unfortunately, that's where I'm at. All I can do personally in these circumstances is to make sure I'm doing everything within my own power to act responsibly, mask up, wash my hands, disinfect, and monitor my own health and body. Would I rather be in a bubble in my own home? Absolutely. Especially with my asthma. Oh, gosh. Of course. I do not have that luxury. What I do have is awareness and mindfulness of my own actions and behavior. How about that? And she followed up with more tweets claiming that only a limited number of people would be allowed inside the venue and distancing would be enforced in the dance floor. She also said masks were being encouraged, but quote, if you feel the need to take your mask off, that's on you. 
Uh, she says, all of that being said, to those attending tonight's event at District, she was writing, the event is at limited capacity. There are sectioned off areas to allow for distancing on the dance floor. Please utilize them when at those areas with your parties. If you feel the need to take your mask off, that's on you. Like if you're coming up to her bar. Um, yeah, she, she she writes finally, I may or may, if you do come up without your mask, I may or may... S- I may or may spray you in the mouth with hand sanitizer. <laughs> and I thank you. Have fun, y'all. Only like a good drag queen would someone say that. I love that. That was detox. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, she brings up a good point about things we weren't really mentioning a minute ago about people out of work and people that work in our community like this in nightlife that have to, maybe aren't getting government assistance and they need to make some money. Um, I don't know. What are your first thoughts when you heard what detox had to say, Jeremy? I, uh, completely get a, that different point of view. And I mean, I don't blame detox for taking the event as a job and I get it. People do have to take risks and things for just income in general. And that we have so many, uh, businesses that are constantly closing and shuttering and, I think everyone's worried about their own well-being, so I completely understand the that point of view as well. I mean, I I have been lucky enough to work the entire time, so it's definitely when you put yourself in someone else's shoes. I mean, I would have probably maybe made the same decision to at least work the event as well and try and stay safe by doing it at the same time of putting yourself at risk. Yeah. And it's interesting because you worked Jeremy, uh, in nightlife, not now, but you had a, an extra job mm-hmm. that let's just say you didn't have the current job you have now, you might take that job just to make some extra money right. and put yourself in the mix. I think it's kind of hard for a lot of us that to weigh in on something like this, if we don't have a job that was, contingent on nightlife so in other words djing and party promoters and things that this is what their livelihood was all based on and Mm so for somebody else that doesn't work in that like for example my sister she's her work continues to thrive as a recruiter in these times others is not and so um, but I will say this, and I want to hear from you, Lincoln, but I will say I've, there's a word, we're going to talk about it on our new weekly Aftags After Show. And the word I'm talking about is adaptability. And I'm talking about how people and different people have learned to adapt in these new times. And the reality or the concept that we may never go back to what the old normal was. Mm-hmm. And people have learned to adapt in different ways, virtually and so on and so forth. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this, on what detox has to say and, and well, being out of work? and working? I think it kind of connects to the last story. If you're going to buy a ticket to a circuit dance party, you're going to go and you're going to not touch your eyes. You're going to wear a mask the whole time, maybe even wear some cool goggles, be with people who you could trust who are going to watch your back not overdo it with any drugs, not overdo it with whatever you do, maybe call it an early night. Same thing if you're working in that industry. As both of you know, and I've shared on this show, um, I've had to fly back and forth to California to take care of my mother. 
I do not have a choice. My mother's in California. I'm an only child. She is just went into hospice during this whole process. It is not easy. And I have to get on a plane. Do I want to get on a plane? Do I want to put my mother's health at risks or the facility that she's now at or my partner or anything else? Absolutely not. So I wear the my readers and I wear an N95 mask. I am very conservative when I'm on the plane the whole time. I, I am very careful about washing my hands with, with a sanitizer, not going into the bathroom on the plane. So, and I also get that it's someone's livelihood. So if you're going to do it and you're being safe, I love what she said about, I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to wash my hands. The drinks I pour are going to be in clean glasses. And if you come up to me without a mask, I might or might not serve you. Mm-hmm. So I get, it's even when I'm at the bakery, people walk in with the mask under their chin, even though it says to wear a mask. And I just don't understand. And I say, pull your mask up over your nose. And I, this past weekend, someone came in and this guy actually said to me, well, the mask really doesn't fit. Oh, and I said, okay. Then get a bigger okay. one. Well, then maybe come back when you have one that does fit. Bitch, by and I'm not trying to be an asshole and I'm certainly not trying to be right. But what I know is if I bring COVID into the reality I'm dealing with, with my mom, game over. Yeah. And that's what that today I was walking to the bakery and I stood on the corner of 7th and 19th Street and three women came up not wearing masks at all and stood right on top of me. And I just looked at them and said, what, what are you doing? Just don't Good stand. for you. Yeah. Like you common know- sense. And I have to tell you, New Yorkers cannot handle an umbrella when it rains. And now we're asking people <laughs> to handle an umbrella and a mask. I have very little faith in this. Listen, <laughs> one of the things, one of the great two things that you said on that one thing is Cody had it on and I bought one on Amazon for like $5 is a little chain for your mask that just when you're not, if you have to take it off for a minute, it, it just, just drops. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. And that way you're not like, where's my mask? And that's a great thing that everybody should look out for. And the other thing that you just both said is it's all about perspective, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. And everyone's relative everyone has a different relative situation where they're coming from. You take, you don't want to go to the Bay area, California. If you, you wouldn't go if you, your mother wasn't in the situation, but you are, so you're taking, it's your relative situation. You're going to take the, make certain choices and take care of yourself and Peter as you would. Um, and I think it it comes into play when, you know, I do think we can get overboard sometimes on shaming people that go to these events. And heaven forbid, we don't want anyone to die. And I feel for, like you said, Lincoln, that guys that did pass away, we don't know the whole situation, but anybody that dies, we wouldn't wish that on anybody, nor the virus to get right. COVID. So, you know, but I think we have to make decisions for ourselves and not just ourselves, for our brothers and our sisters and for our strangers that we don't know, make better decisions. And everyone's coming from a different perspective. Hey guys, your buddy Steve V here. And I'm just going to be frank. Have you ever been out with a friend or worse on a date and noticed they had a stray nose hair? It was almost as if it was the only thing you could stare at, right? They could be talking about world politics, about their family, about having sex 
later on that night and all you can think about is that stray nose hair or worse yet have you ever been out and your friend tells you you have a stray nose hair Ugh, it's the worst I can remember a time which I'm always careful with running to the bathroom at a restaurant to try and pull it yank the nose hair out with tears rolling down my eyes, trying to get the tears cleaned up. Oh, what a mess. Well, thank God for Manscaped because Manscaped has forever changed the grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Well, listen up, guys. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with our code tags t-a-g-s go to manscaped.com thank you manscaped for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice again get 20 percent off plus free shipping with our code tags t-a-g-s what are you waiting for go whack your weeds all right. Well, this next story, you know, we all know how OnlyFans is just blowing up, particularly in this period that we're all in. Everybody seems to have an OnlyFans account. I'm about to get one tomorrow. <laughs> um, I might. I don't know. But on Twitter, gay adult film star Devin Franco, he has pointed out, according to Queerty, that straight guys have done quite the backflip since the advent of OnlyFans. He writes in a tweet, straight guys 10 years ago, quote, gay guys are gross. Why would we let them get, why would we let them get married? End of quote. Straight guys today, hey guys, like, like what you see, join my OnlyFans. <laughs> in a follow-up tweet, Franco added, don't get me wrong, I love the straight boy thirst traps. After Franco's tweet surfaced on Reddit, the gays marveled at their straight counterparts' transformation. They went from no homo to $20 is $20 real quick, one commentator wrote. Money bends morals, another said, and a third decried the influx of celebrity only fan models. Quote, out of touch rich people can't stand the thought of working class people becoming successful in an untapped market. It's just pure greed. And Lincoln, I'll start with you on this one because I know you and I were talking the other day offline about not only fans, but how everybody and their grandmother, of course, that in people we know has a podcast. And do you think, <laughs> and clearly OnlyFans is similar. Um, do you mind that straight guys are now, is it, are they hypocritical going on to things like OnlyFans, given that, you know, there's been a hate rise in hate crimes and homophobia seems to be ignited and has been? Well, I don't know if the same guys that are doing hate crimes on gay boys are also hosting an OnlyFans page, right? Like they're probably not. Probably not. So, and like, like I was saying to you the other day, every there's a few people that have now started a podcast that I just say, okay, but 
what do you really have to say? I, I, I guess this is when I just feel my age more than anything else. Back in my 20s, I would like get some of my friends that were trying to be models and we'd go buy clothes and go do a photo shoot in the park and and then we'd return the clothes to Macy's and we'd you know develop <laughs> the film and make them look really cool on paper and then put a book together and go try and get an agent and some of them actually went on to have great modeling careers. Now everyone has an iPhone and an Instagram account and sometimes they have 8 million followers and I I I don't know. I mean, if they're making money, if they're not offending people and they're not hurting people, great. Hopefully, people will be original and creative. But just because you have a, a phone doesn't make you a model. You know, just because you know how to record a show and put up a picture of a podcast doesn't mean you have something interesting to say. And if you're hot and you can make money off of people looking at your pictures on OnlyFans, more power to you. You know, like yeah. at least they're I not mean, at least they're not passing legislation against gay people and pretending they're straight. You know, that's a bigger war to fight, in my opinion. I just don't understand ju- how many people have, like how many people are blowing their money on OnlyFans. I, well, I I'm one of them, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to one of. Well, Jeremy, you I love might- it. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, you know, my question for you is: Do you think it's a sign of the times? I mean, a lot of straight guys and just like our last story detox need to make money so we can't really get mad at people making money but i think my question for you jeremy is would you join and like follow an only fans guy that had a huge ass because we know you like your asses mm-hmm. but he happened to be straight would that bother you that he was straight or not no i think it would just add to the fantasy i still think uh it's it's an ass and is, is an ass and if you're really attracted to the person and it's worth it, then I don't have a problem with them being straight or gay, but it definitely is annoying when you're turned on by them and then they have something shitty to say. Cause some of them will sometimes speak up and be like no gays or I don't know. I, there are some douchey ones on there that are like you've, I can see them on Twitter where they're just like, not here for the guys or whatever, where others are like comfortable with everyone looking at them by like the slogan of $20 is $20, but not all of them are like that. So those ones I definitely avoid. And the ones that are just some somewhat the D bags that you would expect that they are, even if they do have the best ass ever, those ones I'm not interested in. But I mean, if they just shut up and they just yeah show the content, the ass, totally <laughs> good with it and have no issue at all. It's all about yeah. content. <laughs> I'm kind of like you know, if you, I've had Greg McKeon on the show before, who has an OnlyFans page, and he said some really interesting things about really anybody like a podcast anybody can do it and hey why not try it if you want doesn't mean everyone's going to follow you his advice greg mckeon's was you have to be diligently on it you don't even have to be the best looking his words Mm -hmm. you just have to be willing like his him and his boyfriend create content well he was making me laugh because he said you know my boyfriend's kind of lazy and wants to go on long walks with me and hold my hand and his boyfriend's younger and Greg is like, okay, hold on, but we got to do the content. He's 
on it. And I love his go-getter attitude and he's creating content. And as a result, he gives a free version of it, which I belong to, by the way. And then he has the different tiers. You have to really be on it and be willing to give and deliver the content and be creative about it, which Greg is. So I say, hey, listen, try it. Don't say, like, to your point, Jeremy, don't be a douchebag and say homophobia or any, like, oh, you can't have this. Unless that's your stick. Like, sometimes that's a thing. Right. If you're just being a douchebag, you know, fuck off and we don't want it. But I'm not really mad at it per se. And the reality is I also had another guy, Dante Cole on, and he really doesn't like to, he sleeps with women. He does porn and he sleeps with men. He really doesn't like to talk about his sexuality because he, it's not important to him. So whether you're straight or not, these days, everybody, like our next final story, I'll just segue into that, goes by they, Nico Tortor, I cannot say his name, Tortor, Tortorella sounds like a pasta. Um, do you know him? Is no. he the younger guy? The the um, uh, I think he's an actor. Zo- yeah, zombie guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's on you younger. I, I actually yeah. sent this story to Peter because it. I follow him on Instagram. I actually love him. I think he is. Yes, I thought he was cool from the moment. I think. Do you guys remember when I mentioned younger? And I was like, there's a show on TV land called yeah, Younger, younger. Yes. with and Sutton Foster. It. And she falls mm-hmm. for this younger guy and she pretends to be younger. He has tattoos. He has a great energy, a wonderful smile. And I'm always like, oh, he's a cool straight guy. And he's with Sutton Foster. And now you're about to break the story. I thought and the story yeah. was great. And I love it. Okay, good. Let's talk about it. And I love it. speaking of labels and Seguang, I didn't say his name perfectly, but he goes by they because I thought it was a typo. I was reading the article and I'm like, oh, that damn site I always go to. They always get the, the pronouns wrong. And who That's doesn't funny. anybody double check this crap? And turns out, oh, no, he goes by they. Yep. So I'm bad on me. Okay. So Nico <laughs> Tortorella gave, he gave their, see, he gave their honest opinion about a matter that has largely been discussed in LGBTQ community for decades. The younger star, like you said, Lincoln, chatted with Attitude Magazine for their November issue where they boldly revealed their opinions about the world of anal sex. Um, He's quoted as saying, I think that that's just a problem with the asshole in the yeah, asshole in general, and deeming certain body parts as dirty or filthy. They said in response to a question about the stigma which still surrounds men, gay or straight, enjoying receptive anal sex. Quote, I think that is a deep-rooted issue with the body in general. Whether you're male-bodied or female-bodied, they continued. Nico, who goes by they, again, pronouns, has been in a queer polyamorous marriage with wife Bethany C. Meyer since 2018. And he is quoted as saying... Um, that he think, but I think specifically for men to be put in this sub position is not masculine when anyone who's bottomed. Oh, he quote, but I think specifically for men to be put in this sub position is not masculine when anyone who's bottomed ever knows you need to man the fuck up to get the job done. Nico said, while also adding, so I don't think there's anything more masculine than bottoming. Let's be honest. Yeah. What do you? I mean, I, I love his bold comments, um, Jeremy. What do you think? With do you agree with 
do you think it's a, a question of masculinity? We've talked a lot about this. You've said a lot of things. We've talked about bottom shaming and you've had a lot of commentary that you think that uh, exists. But do you think it's like a masculine feminine thing or do you think he's just being progressive the way we should be thinking? No, I think he's being progressive with the way that we should be thinking. And I don't I think it takes a man to take a dick. And I also think that it takes just a guy and it's not really about the masculinity or being sub or dom or whatever. And I think that it can easily be flexible and uh I find just all walks of life could be in different positions and like different things and have different fetishes. And so I, I like the progressive point of view, in my opinion. That they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, because to me, with old, remember those terms, Lincoln, fudge packer, and right. we just talk about bottom shaming. And of course, the bottom is always the woman. You know, do you agree? You sent this to Peter. You obviously have some thoughts about. I did. Well, Peter. first of all, bottom shaming is ridiculous. And I, I've tried to say that and represent that my whole life. The thing, one thing I do want to say about what Jeremy just said, for some people, it is very uncomfortable. For some people, it's not pleasure. And whether they need more time or they need more instruction or they just need to breathe more or use a different lube. There's nothing more being more of a man to take it or less of a man to take it for some people. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. And when it fits, it fits. And when they're in the mood, it works. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think anyone can have sex any way they want with anyone they want, but if it doesn't feel good for some people, that doesn't make you less or more of a, of a human being or a man or a woman or whatever. But what about the masculinity issue? And I, with this, particular person like i said before i follow him on instagram i've never thought of him as being with another guy i've seen pictures of him and his girlfriend and he is very like feminine gender neutral in a lot of his posts he like there's things where i go oh my god he's so comfortable with himself he can look like he's with this guy like they're gay and he doesn't even matter so to see an article that's literally titled like bottoming made me feel like more of a man everyone asked oh my god it just blew my mind that's why i sent it to peter it's like watching someone that you've watched for a few years and been a fan of and been like oh it'd be so cool if he was just gay every once in a while have an article come out that oh he's actually in a three-way relationship relationship, and this is his life and he didn't from my following didn't make it his point he didn't make it his his life it was just a fact of his life that he alluded to until i read this article so that really got me excited because again he's telling his story in a way that is he doesn't he doesn't have a podcast about it you know what i mean or maybe he does at this point but it's just he wasn't advertising it and then when he did make a point about it it was a really good point that's what i liked about it Absolutely. I like this, Nico Tortorella. Me too. Read and a article. new season of Younger is coming. Yes. Back, which Absolutely. I'm excited about too. <laughs> well, listen, you can weigh in on our hot gay sex, sex topics this week. This week we are asking the uh, poll questions on um, topics that we talked about. So do you think gays partying are being selfish? 
uh, will be one of the questions. How do you feel about straight guys on OnlyFans? And do you agree that bottoming is the most masculine thing you can do? These will be some of the questions. It's all free. Go to Patreon dot com forward slash talk about gay sex and weigh in on our poll and we'll report on some of your findings and you can comment on there and while you're there consider becoming a patron member we have a brand new after show it comes out every week now it's the after show and it comes in at the first tier this week i'm talking about adaptability in this covid time frame that we're all in and then on friday we'll have a new dark and dirty after show as well for another tier level again it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and i'm also live on wednesday at 9 p.m eastern time uh for tags live so you can go to tagspodcast.com i want to thank my co-host jeremy ross lopez thank you so much always a great time absolutely lincoln thank you across town from me thank you love you guys absolutely you can follow jeremy at j ross lopez and you can follow lincoln at protein bakery i got it right or mad lincoln yep one or Or mad or or both mad lincoln absolutely (laughs) get a fun treat at protein bakery yeah so good please in the meantime wear your mask wash your hands but keep it sexy we'll talk to you soon Bye.